This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Happy Halloween and welcome to the Video Junkyard Podcast Halloween Special. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Awesome. Hey. How's it going? <laughs> Good. How are you? I'm Eric Branson, by the way, and this is with I'm me Joe. as always is my co-host Joe Peterson. Hey, everybody. Happy Halloween. That was a little sloppy, but hey, we got a maniacal laugh in there and everything, so we're, uh, we're we are going. This is our Halloween special. We are. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're gonna cram in more movies than you can cram candy into a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can cram quite a lot of candy into a bucket if that bucket is my mouth. So, wow, that came out wrong. <laughs> do you do you have a do you have a favorite Halloween candy? Um, not really. I don't know. I like I like a lot of different candy. Honestly, everything from like old lady candy to chocolate bars to you know whatever. It's uh, Honestly, candy is kind of a bad habit of mine. I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> finding guilty like pleasure. Uh, I, there's there's certain candy that I mean I definitely pick through my kids' Halloween bucket and pick out because I know they won't like it. And it's right. the stuff like and the stuff like Whoppers for some reason Whopper kids don't like Whoppers. I don't get why. I didn't like Whoppers when I was a kid, and quite for quite a long time until just recently, honestly. But yeah, I've always loved those and like Heath bars, like anything really rich, the, oh, yeah. the toffee, the malt stuff. And I don't know. I mean, I, of course, Reese's peanut butter cups are one of my horcruxes. So I mean, I can't really <laughs> that that mixture there is just something I can't ward off. Absolutely. So, so yeah, no, my kids are you know only you know they're going to be two in December, so one and a half right now, and we're we're going to go trick or treating, and they pretty much can take like a bite of candy at this point. So mm-hmm. everything they get is pretty much our candy. So well, that's uh, just a win. Like yeah, go yeah, getting to go trick or treating all over again. Do, um, do you guys get a lot of trick-or-treaters at your place? We get none so mm. far the two years we've been. so, And we even put ourselves on the neighborhood registry last year and still got none. So it was kind of disappointing. We oh, didn't. Wow. We had candy and we're ready to go and nothing. But, oh, well, we're going to you know go out with the kids this year, so that'll be more fun. What do you guys have planned for the hol- holiday? Well, um, yeah, we're going to – we usually take turns taking the kids out because they get cold. So we bring them back, let them warm up, and then they go back out again. Um so, you know, do like a different block in the neighborhood. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, otherwise one of us will then stay home and hand out candy and, you know, same kind of thing. And sometimes I dress up to hand out candy and sometimes I don't. I don't know what I'm going to do this year. Last year I put on one of those big inflatable T-Rex costumes that you see everybody wearing. And um, it I just felt kind of stupid in it. So I don't know if I'll <laughs> be doing that again. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it, it is fun, actually. And it's, it's amazing as I've gotten older... And this is that soft spot that you get just, you know, growing up. It's really fun to see all the little kids that come up to the door and all the cool costumes they've got. Um, no, actually, I take that back. Last year, I didn't do the inflatable T-Rex. Last year, I dressed up as Negan from The Walking Dead and, and walked my daughter around oh, the neighborhood. Right. And it was amazing, the response from, like, surprisingly little kids who knew what I was dressed up as. That actually kind of creeped me out a little bit more. <laughs> 
It's like, you're like six. How should you know who this guy is? You, you shouldn't uh, be watching that. No, you really shouldn't. But it, it was fun. But it, it was a lot of fun. We, It's weird. Our neighborhood is hit or miss. We always get trick-or-treaters, but some years we only get like... I think the first year or two we only got like a few dozen, and then last year I think we had like 200. So, oh, wow. So, big but, difference. But my daughter has already figured out... She's already plotted out where the good houses are. You know, the house that hands out... You know, cans of Pepsi or Coke, and the house that hands out full size bars. You know, oh yeah, she, she's already full size candy bars. I keep telling her the best thing she's got to do is what she really needs to do is is find those houses in costume, come home, put on last year's costume, and go back out <laughs> and double down. <laughs> That's I, right. I did that one year in Pecatonica and made out like a bandit. Yeah, it's called trick and treating. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You're tricking the treaters, regardless. So yes. But, uh, so um, I know you've been busy lately. The, you were out of town at um, what the Society of Vertebrate Paleontology. Yeah, yeah. I was at the SVP meeting for, in Albuquerque for uh, for uh, about a week. So that was cool but exhausting. But, yeah, always oh, a fun time. Always a fun time. Do you uh, have any free time to check anything else, anything out this week? Or have you I, I had did to sit down at all? <laughs> actually, one of the things about traveling is, you know, I was watching a lot of stuff on, on my laptop on the plane or while having long layovers and then getting home, you know, to a mountain of grading when I got back. I was able to at least get papers graded while watching some really cool stuff. I've been, uh, uh, we watched The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix, which is very good. I highly recommend it. The buzz is worth it. Um, oh yeah, I've heard that. Lots of buzz around that one. Yeah, and I'm also happy to say, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a record. I am not an anime fan. I just I don't get it. I've never been able to get it. <laughs> Somebody tell me some anime to watch on on Facebook, and I'll try. But I, there's only a handful of anime I've watched. I'm like, okay, that's cool. One of them was Attack on Titan. That is a cool show. Mm-hmm. And the other one is the Netflix Castlevania series. Oh yeah, yeah. Which they just started season two, and I will say that is uber badass so even if you don't like anime but you like horror check out castlevania on netflix i highly recommend it you know i think you recommended that to me quite a long time ago now in the first season of it and i i never did get around to it so i'll have to re-add it to my queue i don't know where it went sometimes i have to like you know mm-hmm. excise a bunch of stuff from there just to kind of make it manageable again and i'm sure it just went by the wayside but yeah i'll have to get that back in there so for sure. And I don't know if I mentioned it last time we uh, got together and recorded an episode or two, but um, Mandy. Watch Mandy. Yes. If you haven't seen Mandy with Nicolas Cage, go watch Mandy with Nicolas Cage. Yes, Holy do shit. yourself a favor. Can't recommend that one highly enough. Just for kind of a incredible experience. <laughs> Definitely check out Mandy. Now, um, now would you really recommend a chance it? to talk about that one. That, no, that would be a fun one no. to do a whole episode on. But Yeah. Yeah. I, I do just want to ask, being a, you are, I, I will kind of out you on this, you are the biggest Nick Cage fan, not, actually let me rephrase that, you are the biggest non-ironic Nick Cage fan <laughs> I've ever met. Yes, so he's, did, he's perhaps one of my favorite actors in, in the history of, of cinema, so yeah. Which is, is a lot to unpack there, but um, <laughs> I, I, now when you say you highly recommend it, do you highly recommend it beyond being... Nick Cage's number one fan, or yes, does that play a absolutely. big role in it? Okay. And I'm not necessarily going to recommend it to everybody. Like I wouldn't recommend this film to my parents necessarily, but um, if not you're much into I'd kind of the, my parents, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But uh, if you're in, you know, if you're listening to the Video Junkyard podcast and you're kind of into cult cinema and you're kind of into 
stuff that's a little, you know, different from what we're seeing out of mainstream Hollywood. And if you're at all interested in, you know, things that aren't made by the Disney Corporation, then I would recommend checking out Mandy. It's just, it, it you're not going to see something like that. It, it actually, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome that it, it got as big as it did because I'm not sure it's. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a anyway. two-time watch too. It's a two-time watch. I, oh, for I, sure. Yeah, I got it on Amazon Prime to to you know the the, the renting you get it for twenty four hours thing, mm-hmm. and I watched it. And the next evening I watched it again because I just I had to see it again, which is disturbing because it's a really messed up movie. But you you yeah, have to watch it twice for sure. Yep. Yeah, so, agreed. But highly recommended if you know, we see that one. I'd like to get a chance to talk about it at, at length someday. So yeah, but you know since we are also you know you, you mentioned that it's it's a movie that. It is really kind of unconventional, yet has some conventional things to it, right? It's 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 a revenge movie, but it has these really unconventional things to it. Uh, for segue into the movies we're going to be talking about tonight for our Halloween special, these are also Halloween films, but not the ones that yes. we always hear about. Well, maybe one of them yes. lately, but well, the other ones our, not. <laughs> our, our criteria, just to unpack, and we kind of talked about this last week, but our criteria was we wanted to pick some Halloween films that are for lack of a better term, very Halloween-y, right? Like, they are yeah, um, yeah. kind of have something quintessentially Halloween about them. Take place on or around the holiday or have something to do with the holiday itself. Um, obviously, the movie Halloween is getting a lot of press right now. By the way, have you got right. a chance to see the new Halloween film? I have not, but I've heard very, very good things across the board. Yeah, I it certainly would recommend anyone who's a fan of the original um, and you don't even have to be a fan of like the entire series, but go out, definitely go out and check that out. We went out on on my birthday, our birthday, I should say. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> Joe and I not only did we grow up in the same town together, attend the same university, we actually were born on the same day of the year, just in a different year. So October twenty yes. sixth um, yeah. is so, our birthday, I should so, say. But... So so happy birthday, Eric. Yes, happy birthday to you too, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> Did you guys get out and do anything fun for the birthday? Uh, actually, I watched Castlevania outside on a TV with uh, a fire going, eating a steak, and drinking scotch. That sounds perfect. Yeah. That really was fucking perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Cool. We, I watched a movie outside eating a steak. It was Castlevania, and, well, the series, and then, yeah, with a, with a fire pit going because it was cold out. So, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> What about you? Um, we just, yeah, as, as I mentioned before, we just went out and grabbed a bite to eat and went and saw the new Halloween movie. So Nice, nice, um, nice. I have kind of a bit of a complicated reaction to it that I'm not going to get into now. We'd like to you know, mm-hmm. someday have a little more of a, a chance. But overall, I would say, yes, I liked it and definitely see it. <laughs> it's uh, If you're a fan of uh, you know the genre, the slasher genre, or you know even just the uh, original Halloween film at all, definitely worth worth your time so awesome now how would you compare it to the first movie we're going to talk about tonight how would i compare it to the first movie um just like you know the the biggest criticism of the first movie we're going to talk to talk about tonight is i would say it has nothing to do with that movie (laughs) yeah (laughs) um besides having an excellent score by john carpenter which both of these movies do i think that's the the uh kind of link that ties them together and then the basic fact of halloween being such a presence in the movies so mm-hmm. without any further ado i guess let's go ahead and uh introduce let's the first film that we are going to talk about so the first halloween movie we're going to talk about actually is a halloween movie and so anyone who's going to go back and listen and say hey you said you weren't going to do halloween 
we did, and we're not going to do Halloween, we're going to talk about Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which is the, for those aren't, who aren't super familiar with the very long Halloween series, um, it is the one that has nothing to do with Michael Myers, and um, much to the chagrin of many fans, like that was a yeah. big reason why I think this movie was not successful, as people were expecting this to be a follow-up to Halloween 2. Yeah. Um and and you know have something to do with the characters um, from the first two Halloween films, which I'll uh, admit is one of the reasons I actually didn't watch this for the first time until relatively recently, and then I rewatched it again for tonight's episode um, because everybody said, "Oh, you haven't seen Halloween three? That's the one without Michael Myers. You can skip it." Yeah, that pretty much everybody said, told me to skip it as well. It's <laughs> worth a watch. So. You don't really know much about Halloween. Halloween. The barriers will be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Halloween, the children. You happen to know anything about this Cochrane? All I can tell you, mister, is watch out. Season He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Hey, Mr. Cochran, just what is the final process? Fellas, I was just kidding. Witchcraft. To us, it was a way of controlling our environment. Hey! Where are they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. I want a mask. Can I have a mask? Uh, uh, just what I had in mind for you, little buddy. Why, Cochran? Why? Do I need a reason? I've got nothing here to indicate there was ever a body at all. Operator, this is an emergency. I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. You've got to believe me. They're going to kill us. All of us. Stop it! The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. Happy Halloween. Stop it! Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, the night no one comes home. Yeah, this is a really odd film, and I, in doing a little bit of the reading about kind of its, its origin, um, John Carpenter... Uh, and and Deborah Hill originally wanted Halloween with Michael Myers to be the kickoff yes. of an anthology series. Yep, that was and, the plan. Is uh, and Halloween two kind of came along as a because of the runaway success of um, Halloween. They decided, okay, we left Halloween open ended. Let's you know everyone's begging for this sequel. Let's do a sequel, but let's de- let's decidedly kill off this character. Right. Um, and then we could, then we'll be free to do our anthology series. So it was a really cool idea. The way that um, Halloween three director uh, Tommy Lee Wallace described it uh, from his meetings with with Carpenter and Hill um, that every Halloween they would release a movie. So it wouldn't necessarily be by the same writer, same director, even same producers, but there would be somebody. You know, some uh, there would be a new Halloween film every year. Um, 
that would be the only thing tying them together. Otherwise, it would run like an anthology series, so much like your you know Twilight Zone, Tales from the Crypt type series right. on television. Um, you would get a new story every Halloween from the you know creators of Halloween, mm-hmm. the series, which um, would have been you know Carpenter, Hill, Wallace. I think Rick Rosenthal, who directed Halloween Two, was involved. Mm. I think Dean Kundi, the cinematographer, shot all of those movies as well. Um, yeah, anyway. you know, I mean, so, ultimately, so it sounds the like same what, camp of people. It, it sounds like ultimately what they were trying to do is what later on, I would say, over the last decade or so, is what the Saw films ended up being. You know, for for six, seven years, however many films there are of those, you know, there was a new Saw film every single October. Right. Um, yep. You know, for I remember even the ad saying it's October, it's Saw season, and for, you know. Full confession: I've never been a huge fan of the Saw franchise, but uh, I mean, I, I haven't seen enough of them to say whether I'm a fan or not. I kind of like the first one. I kind of don't too. It, it depends. Yeah, it's not as bad as I initially like. I initially didn't care for it at all, and I've revisited it. And actually, I, I've warmed to I've warmed to James Wan a lot, so I've revisited yeah. it again and kind of see some of the things I like about some of his other films. Still not a favorite of mine, and I've never really gone beyond that. I think I saw Saw two once. I've um, seen anyway, I've seen a number of the sequels and yeah, it's it's about the same. But it's a shame, really, that that the Halloween franchise never took off. And I think it's because, like you said, the the first two films were such big successes, uh, were so successful that when this one came out, it was such a right turn. It almost would have been better if this would have been Halloween two, and yeah. Halloween two would have been Halloween three. You know, I was gonna say that, and that. Had they just jumped into the sequel initially, they wouldn't have brought Michael Myers back. They wouldn't have kept telling the story. You know, you wouldn't. Um, you jump in with Season of the Witch as Halloween two, and I think you have a totally different reaction. I'm not saying this is necessarily going to be like as successful as Halloween, but I think people would be a little more open minded to the idea once you cemented the idea of Michael Myers coming back in Halloween two. Um, it seems like the franchise or whatever it is that you created by making a sequel about this is the story. You know, it is Michael Myers. Like yeah. he's become the face of the franchise. So I think fans of, of, of the two other films felt a little betrayed by this, having the name Halloween three put on it. See, I think even if it would come up, if it would have come out as just season of the witch and not attached to the yeah. title Halloween, and especially not given the number three, which kind of insinuates that it's a continuation of from the original yeah two films um maybe halloween halloween colon you know (laughs) yeah would have worked better Um, so let's get a real quick um synopsis of this this installment follows the story of dr dan chalice as he tries to solve the mysterious murder of a patient in his hospital he along with the patient's daughter ellie grimbridge travel to a small town in santa mira california the pair discover that the silver shamrock's novelty Silver Shamrock's novelties, excuse me, a company run by Connell Cochran is attempting to use the mystic powers of the Stonehenge rocks to resurrect an ancient aspects of the Celtic festival Samhain. I'm going to pronounce it correctly, as this film very much insists that we do. Um, which Cochran connects to witchcraft. Cochran is using his Silver Shamrock Halloween masks to achieve his goal, which will be achieved when all the children wearing his masks watch the Silver Shamrock commercial airing Halloween night. Yeah, 
kind of a this wordy. I, I gotta be honest. The first time I saw this movie, I think I was still like in the you know, oh, all Halloween movies have to have Michael Myers, and if they don't, they suck. And everybody told me this movie would suck, so I'm gonna watch it because I'm a purist. But eh, whatever. Rewatching it for this episode, I really liked it. Yeah, I really liked it. It is a weird fucking movie, no doubt about it. But damn, I... this is a messed up movie. <laughs> yes, and I've always been a little bit of a cheerleader for this movie. I I really like the group of films we picked for for our Halloween special because all three of them are movies that I really really love that other people have kind of a difficult relationship with, and mm-hmm. they're ones that I always end up kind of being you know a cheerleader for, or like be a, you know annoying people about because Halloween three is definitely one that gets a lot of hate from people that really love the Halloween series because it's not it's it's the one that doesn't have Michael Myers so. Yeah. Um, no one, no one ever was really given it a fair shot. I don't think. The second they're like, "Oh, it doesn't have Michael Myers in it." Well, it sucks. I mean, that's kind of it. Um, I remember seeing this before I knew better. Uh, when I was a kid, as I've said a hundred times on this podcast, I wasn't allowed to watch R-rated films, especially horror films. My um, parents kind of tried to keep me away from them unsuccessfully because I would just. Uh, you know, scour the cable guide and find out when all this stuff was going to be on cable and record it off of there um, means they probably, you know, diminished my interest in special effects a little bit. And that's the only thing they really saved from, <laughs> from me. not really diminished my interest, but I, I didn't get to see the cool special effects. Yeah. Really what I mean. Um, but I remember recording this on a Halloween movie marathon on something, uh, cable channel, probably sci-fi or something along those lines. And not knowing that this wasn't going to have Michael Myers in it. Like, I'd watched Halloween, I watched Halloween 2, and then I just, you know, started this movie up. And my brain was trying to get, I mean, I was probably 12 to 14 at the time. I don't remember exactly uh, when it was, but um, my mind was trying, my brain was trying to put Michael Myers into this narrative. Like, where is he going to come up? Where is this going to start involving? Mm -hmm. And finally, by about three quarters of the way through the movie, I went, oh, shit. He's not going to be in this movie at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, this movie is not about that. And um, yeah, so and then as an adult, I, I pretty much anyone I've brought up Halloween three to or talked about season of the witch with is adamantly against it. Like there's not even like, a, OK, I like that movie or it's an OK movie. I enjoyed it, but I don't really think it belongs in the Halloween series or it's usually a action or a kind of a reaction of anger and when you come out and say hey i really you know i kind of enjoy season of the witch it's it's different and um really kind of a good i don't know i i see i think i see where they were gonna go with this anthology thing like, yeah i don't necessarily see the stories they were gonna tell but i, I get what they were going for well and, and i think this was a cool attempt at trying to do that i just wish it, it would have been it, halloween too it, <laughs> it like, is and uh, you know i I think by seeing this, you're getting a glimpse of what really they had planned, like for these very unrelated, other than, you know, some Easter eggs. Um, You know, like, for example, in Halloween 3, there's a few clips where people are watching Halloween on TV. And that's that's pretty clever. Super meta for the 80s there. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. But you get an idea of what they were going for. Not only that, but you get an idea that Michael Myers and the original Halloween were never supposed to be this cultural phenomenon it was supposed to be just a story right just like this one's just a story and whatever halloween four five six whatever else they had possibly planned which i can't help but wonder if it's other john carpenter movies that have been modified then 
Um, yeah, I'm you know, possibly. Who knows? he worked with a lot of the same people I yeah, mean, going and, and, forward. And so you, you do get an idea of what was actually kind of, you know, that Michael Myers was never supposed to be this this cultural phenomenon. It was supposed to be just a standalone story like this, but still it ended up being a very good one, and it's a shame that people didn't give it this one a fair shake because it is weird. It's not your typical slasher. It's not just a, here's a creepy guy with a knife coming after you. This is right. a science fiction, horror, fantasy... <laughs> it, it it goes in a lot of weird directions. Um, I'll be I'll be honest. I actually watched this on my laptop in my office today while I was working on grading mm-hmm. papers and writing a test. And few moments, I actually had to do a double take, going, "What the fuck am I watching?" Not in a bad way, <laughs> right. but like, "Wow, this is really quite messed up." There are aspects to it that remind me of uh, some other films at the time. There's a bit of an invasion of the body snatchers feel to it. Um, yes, you know, there's sure. there's some tones that kind of remind me of the fantastic movie that I want to review on here sometime, Wicker Man, uh, the original mm-hmm. one. Even though I know you like Nick Cage, I'm not a fan of that film. Um, <laughs> I've actually here, here's a shame shameless confession. I've never actually seen either of them, and oh. I own one of them. And unfortunately, it is the Nick Cage one that I own. So, yeah. but I haven't watched it. Well, we'll have to review that one in May because that's a Mayday movie. But mm-hmm. it, it, this is, uh, but this one does bring in some aspects of like Celtic fairy tales and Stonehenge. Just cracks with the Stonehenge as part of it. I can't hear. Yeah. I can't hear the word Stonehenge without thinking of Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. <laughs> yep. Uh. <laughs> you know. Oh, there was. There That's was... the way that Stonehenge is said in my imagination. Like it's always it's sung in those Stonehenge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of like a Masters of the Universe episode. Yeah. Yes. But um, but yeah, I mean, there's some really creepy aspects of this movie um it, it, there's a lot of building of dread it's a good mystery uh and then it w- throws in this bizarre weird sci-fi stuff and yeah i like mean they're being robot or automaton you know henchmen that are uh, mechanical and um i mean textually they're 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 like clockwork men really yeah clockwork toys the way they're described and um this... Obviously, it's probably a special effects and budget thing. I would have liked to see more of that in the movie, but I think the reason this movie is so like quintessentially Halloween for me is because um, it's memorable to me for being the weird Halloween movie, first of all, and second of all, because it's so much about Halloween. It brings in the the um, kind of ancient mysticism and, and kind of mythology behind you know it being based on the. Um, pagan holiday yeah. or, or Celtic holiday of uh, Samhain or Samhain, however. Um, Halloween can't agree on how to say that movie, or that word, by the way, because Donald Pleasance pronounces it as Samhain or whatever he says in the, you know, yeah. really, really phonetically in Halloween 2. And um, I sounded nothing like Donald Pleasance that he got it. He's not, he, you know, he's a British actor. But, Samhain. Um, Samhain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, and and uh, Connell Cochran, who's played by Dan O'Hurley in, in Halloween Three, pronounces it. it the, I be, what I believe is the correct Celtic way is, which is Samhain. Samhain, yeah. The name of the, yeah. Um, anyway, I just um, there's there's proud, there's legions of Glenn Danzig fans that don't know how to pronounce it. That's correctly true. Either, but so. or maybe Danzig <laughs> himself. Um, you know, I, I, think, I didn't say that. Yeah. I'm not going on the record. Well. Oops. Um, you know, I think that this this also, I agree, it, it really pulls in some, some memorable things. And like I said, I don't have a, a, oh, sorry. A, a childhood memory of this, but just that excitement about getting your Halloween costume. Yeah, that's the next thing I was going to yeah. go to. But yeah, so go on. But the masks, for sure. 
Yeah, like the... I, I remember as a kid, like, what you were going to be for Halloween was something you meticulously planned. It wasn't just one of those run out and, you know, you grab something off the shelf. Your mom may have grabbed something off the shelf. But this is also that that era when a lot of kids... I remember having these... The, your Halloween costume was like the, the vinyl suit with the, the cheap pressed <laughs> yeah. mask that you could never breathe or see through. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, of course, nowadays you look at those things and they're creepy as hell. Yeah. Um, looking... I, actually, some of our uh, Halloween costumes from way back when, and my mom used to make our Halloween costumes more often than not, but I do remember a few that we bought... And yeah, they are a little creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's just that weird face mask thing with the elastic band, and then that mm-hmm. vinyl suit that you know you just sweat to hell even though it was cold out. Um, but this, you know, the the masks that they're using in this movie are the full head. Yeah, rub- and they're incredible masks. Like if you really had a mask like that, you couldn't buy one a mask that cool for under like two hundred bucks, right? Like right. nowadays. Like that is a, a fantastic mask. Like they are all three of them are just cool. Um, well, and they're I'm sure they're, you can find replicas of those. Cause I mean, yeah, there are a bunch of weirdos out there like us that actually do appreciate this movie. Yeah. So, well, and they're uh, Don Post masks. They're Don Don Post Studios, who's the first studio to make the big latex full head mask. Where if you went into Spencer's Gifts in the early '90s around Halloween, and it, they had all the cool rubber masks on the wall. Yeah, those are like the Don Post masks. Um, you know, those were the masks that scared the shit out of people because these they were these full head latex things. Um, yeah, and that's what they're using in this movie, which is really cool because those are really kind of the best ones you could get at the time. You know, that was that was a big deal. They weren't Absolutely. cheap either. I remember going into Spencer's and just ogling the masks and looking at the price tag. I'm like, hundred dollars yeah, for a rubber mask. <laughs> and I remember Spencer's also had that used to have the giant like dragon ones that there was no way anybody could walk around and wear because they weighed like fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. But but they look cool as hell. You know. Um so yeah, I mean this this has a lot of you know, this this uh really hits the member berries on do you remember being a kid on Halloween at, at a certain era of time and and then even the whole plot with, you know, like, you wear this mask and if you watch this thing on TV. I remember when they used to do things like, make sure you tune in to see this special. Oh, yeah. Those were real things. I don't remember. Like, in this you know, era, that was definitely something that was believable, right? I yeah. Mean, there was all kinds of, like, product placement or, yeah, promotions that products would do that like that. Yeah, and... Uh... I, they, you know, for some reason they've kind of gone away from doing those things, but, you know, so yeah, you're right, the plot of this makes, it's it's believable that, hey kids, here's a thing you're going to want to get, and when you get it, make sure you tune in to TV and there's a, you'll see a special thing. Well, you know, little do these kids know that when they put the mask on and watch the commercial, their face is going to melt and snakes are going to come out of their mouths. Because that happens in yeah. this movie. <laughs> that absolutely happens. One of my favorite parts of the movie. That it's, it's one of those movies that always is a little bit insane. Like it never. It it always kind of defies your expectations, which is I think that's what makes it interesting. It's not a perfect movie. Um, I I happen to like Tom Atkins quite a bit in some things, but in this movie, I find his character to be kind of. Uh, not incredibly likable, which is interesting for the main character in a movie. He's a bit of a sleaze bag, which is, which I don't, I don't think is unintentional. Like the way they wrote his character, he's obviously kind of a hard drinking, down on his luck guy. Um, well, he's he's but, he's like, not as big of an asshole as he was in Creep Show, but no, certainly <laughs> not. But um, yeah, it just a, interesting protagonist. But mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think it's. 
it's got a lot of really interesting things. The, the, the scene where the kid... Um, the only time you really see the effects of the mask when the one little kid uh, watches the in the test room, watches the... Uh, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Was I mean, not expecting that. Bugs and snakes, and uh, then the snake attacks and kills his parents, which I'm sure you loved that bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. seriously, yeah, there is a moment of, what in the hell am I watching? And then there's robots, and there's Stonehenge, and there's witchcraft, and there's... Um, the only thing it doesn't have is Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but but um, I think that's part of its charm is that it's, right, it, and that's why you know it, you can't and, say that this is like any other Halloween movie, whether it's part right. of the Halloween franchise or any movie about Halloween. It's really later unique. in the Halloween series. There's a, and in my opinion, a misstep where they try to bring the witchcraft element back into it and relate it to Michael Myers, and I'm pretty sure that was somebody trying to like tie this movie into the series and it's just like okay it doesn't need to be tied in it's it's fine it stands on its own people obviously were not happy that it was not a michael myers movie they went back to making michael myers movies afterwards um well i mean we, yeah you didn't I, need to write you know halloween i think it's halloween six the curse of yeah. michael myers that they write and it's all about the but it wasn't um, celtic was it or am I mistaken? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I haven't seen it in so long. I'll have to watch it again someday. I don't remember caring for that one a whole lot. but I, did, I couldn't remember if it was Native American or if it was Celtic. And that yeah, sounds maybe, really maybe insulting that I don't know the difference, but no, I just can't remember yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, which, no, no, no. which one it was. But yeah, I mean, this, this is a real big departure. I kind of like the fact that it's a departure. Um, I feel like this movie... <laughs> I'm gonna. This is gonna get me crucified in the in the horror community of any hardcore you know Halloween series fans out there. But I feel like this movie deserves to be called Halloween a little bit more than the rest of the Halloween movies. And that is not saying I like it better because Halloween is one of my favorite films of all time. It's definitely yeah. like a top five for me. Um, but this one just feels so like it's really about the holiday so much. It's got the you know the the celtic mysticism it's got the witchcraft it's got the trick-or-treating and the masks and like it's about kids and halloween and it just feels yeah. more like a movie that would be part of a halloween series right so it, it feel i agree it feels more like a movie about halloween than any of the other halloween movies do other than one and two right well and the the fact they really the only thing that they have to do with halloween is they take place on halloween the original myers murder takes place on halloween when Michael Myers kills his sister, and then, you know, 20 years later, he comes back, and it's Halloween again. And the, so that's the imagery of the pumpkins and the trick-or-treaters and the babysitters and all that stuff. And, right, um, right. But it's not, other than taking place on Halloween as a backdrop, I don't know. I mean, it certainly is a Halloween movie. It invokes the spirit of Halloween yeah. in me as well. So, anyway. Yeah. Kind of need to wrap it up on Halloween 3, but do, do we want to do letter grades on this? I, I'm actually, yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll give it a B- minus for originality and for effectiveness. It's a creepy movie. Um, it It's bizarre. The And I, I do want to go ahead and throw this out there. that The, uh, the little theme song they do that the... Oh, God, how long was that stuck in your head? Well, you know, what's weird is when I was a kid, there was a, a, a friend of mine who was a little bit older, and I used to hang out with him a lot, and he was really the one who kind of introduced me to a lot of scary movies that I shouldn't have been watching. Uh, and he used to... Everybody needs a friend like that, Everybody by the way, does, right? yeah. And, <laughs> and he, he used to jokingly kind of 
sing that, and I never knew what it was from. I thought it was just some silly shit he made up. So it wasn't until I was watching this, I was like, oh my god, it's the thing Todd used to say. Um, <laughs> so, hi Todd. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's... Um, it, it, there's that kind of a connection there too, but just for how bizarre it is, how weird it is, how how quintessentially Halloween holiday it is. Yeah, I'll give it a B minus. Like I said, it's not a perfect film, but it's uh, it, it has some really cool charm, and I recommend people watch it with a fair shake. Don't expect yeah, Michael Myers. I'd, I'd fall around the same. I think I was in my head. I was going to say a C plus, but a very. I mean, it's. It's certainly worth watching, especially if you've never seen it and don't know what to expect out of it being, you know, this... A lot of people have heard of this movie, but like, oh yeah, I skipped it because, no Michael Myers, it has nothing to do with the, the Myers story, right. so I didn't pay any attention to it. I could, I would definitely recommend you go back and look at it. I mean, give it a shot. This is definitely not a movie for everyone. It's definitely a little strange. Um, I think that might be something that turns people off, too. Slasher movies are what they are, and I love a lot of them, but they're you know what to expect, kind of. I mean, going into them, you, you know you're going to get, you know, in a Michael Myers film, you know you're going to get, you know, the slasher kind of staples, right? Right. And this is not bad at all. It's totally kind of off the wall in a lot of places, and it, it's... Uh, it's good. I, I feel like it could have been a little... I, and I say this sometimes at movies, and but it, it runs only 98 minutes. I feel like it could have been a little shorter. Um, don't know what I would suggest leaving on the uh, cutting room floor, but I do feel like there are some points where the, the pace could have been picked up a little bit. That's really my only criticism of it. Otherwise, I think it's a pretty fantastic movie with some pretty really gross gore scenes in mm -hmm. it. Um, yeah. That, which I love to see, by the way, because I don't think I've ever seen this not on cable before <laughs> but oh yeah like, this is the this is my first you know exposure to the real movie um so yeah i'm, I'm glad to own this on blu-ray now and uh i always will have pleasant memory or ple pleasant memories of seeing this as a kid because it was such a mind fuck to me trying to figure out how i, I wish i could go back and tell <laughs> tell myself what how i was placing michael myers in this narrative because <laughs> oh wow <laughs> well, well anyway and, and you know this so this came out in 1982 yes. and you know the next Halloween movie, Halloween 4, Return of Michael Myers, came out in 88. And there have been other movies about Halloween that have popped up here and there over the years. I think there's even one that has Gene Simmons in it that's called Trick or Treat or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, Which but that one would be an interesting one to kick out. Uh, yeah. Check out. But the, one, the next one we're going to talk about, though, is relatively more recent. Uh, 2000, and I think it was made in 2003, came out in 2004. Mm -hmm. Right, and this next yes, one actually, uh, a mutual friend of ours, Gavin Volkert, recommended to me years ago, and I uh, hmm. just over maybe a couple years ago finally got around to watching it, and then rewatched it again uh, for the podcast here. Um, yeah, this I don't remember if maybe I got the recommendation from from him as well, but I. I actually cannot remember how I came across this movie. I know I was in college at the time, so it's very likely that mm -hmm. we, Gavin, and I probably saw this either together or I got the recommendation from him as well. Mm -hmm. um, but the film is uh, Jeff Lieberman's 2004... I, I, I kind of want to call it a classic because in my mind it is, but so many people haven't had the chance to see it or haven't ever heard of it before, but... Um, it is Satan's Little Helper. Halloween. 
Mom, Dougie, this is Alex. Alex, our house. Want some cider? A time of make-believe. He is going to be so scary. Dressing up like the devil is part of the game. There really is a secret, right? For one little boy. Where are you going? To find Satan. The devil. What's with all the Satan stuff? Oh, your dad got him this video game. Is real. Are you Satan? Can I be a helper? When he brings the devil home, his family pays the price. This could be our secret door to hell. Mom, help me, Alex! Child's game. For this you shall die. He's about to become a terrifying reality. Oh, he's this Halloween, the devil you know is dangerous. You're really into this, aren't you? The devil you don't know don't go out there. will kill you. We're messing that all the dead people were the same, but he lied. I'm going after them. little helper did you say you had you just saw this recently for the first time uh, maybe a couple years ago a couple years ago I, I saw it and then rewatched it again um and it's incredibly low budget i mean yeah gosh, i'm not was... sure what it, what the budget they had for this was but yeah i can i can i can tell why so it's got some of the staples but but I never feel like it feels cheap. It's only in like the technical aspect. Like it, it looks like it was probably shot on video. Yeah. Um. And so that is a pretty like big sign. Like, hey, we didn't have a lot of money. We shot this on video. And this is a this is at a time you know 2004 where that was not yet a current production trend. Like everybody shoots on you know digital. Yeah. Now, but um, and I shouldn't say everyone. There are still some people shooting film, but this uh. In 2004, it would have been a little more abnormal to shoot a feature on video. Um, but I don't think, like, it ever really feels cheap anywhere else but that. Yeah. Like, maybe some of the... Uh, you get to, like, the party scene and such, and you can... I, you, it, it has a few signs of low-budget film, but... Yeah. Well, I, I think get even you a short... The... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, to get a short synopsis um, from the back of the box... Halloween will never be the same. Upon meeting a strange masked man, nine-year-old Douglas Woolley lives out the fantasy of his favorite video game, Satan's Little Helper. The two embark on a hellish rampage through the small suburban community, but when the masked killer targets Dougie's family, it may be too late to stop him. With a perfect combination of blood, guts, and ingenious humor, Satan's Little Helper tells a gruesome tale that will keep you in stitches until the chilling end. See, I didn't find a lot of the humor in here to be effective. It was just a really uncomfortable movie. <laughs> See, I... Okay, the first time I saw it, I... I kind of had a similar reaction. Like, I was really uncomfortable. Like, I actually find this movie to be kind of, like, creepy and kind of terrifying in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, the second and third time... I think I've seen it maybe four times now. I enjoy it a lot. Um... I don't know, this last few times I've watched it, I just find it hilarious. Like, it is incredibly funny. And then two seconds later, it's given me the chills. Like, it's like really creepy. So It, it, it reminds I'm, me of, I don't like... know any movie that's been able to flip, flip it that quick yeah. on me. Like, where I'm laughing and then I'm, you know, uncomfortable at the same time. It's, it's perhaps my favorite, like, at least out of Halloween movies, let's say, uh, my favorite um, black comedy or dark comedy and... 
it, I don't know, because I would definitely say it is, but at the same time, it's still very much a horror film or a slasher or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. it To me, it feels like an episode of Goosebumps that goes way the fuck off the rails. I mean, it, <laughs> right. it, I think because of the production quality, it looks like one of those kind of Goosebumps TV yeah. episodes. Yeah, it, it looks uh, like, aesthetically, it looks a bit like a TV movie. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And... um. I admit I, I'm a bit of a fan of Jeff Lieberman's. I saw Satan's Little Helper probably second of his films. I think I had seen Squirm before that, which I enjoy a lot too. Yeah. Um, but I think Satan's Little Helper was the second one. Um, and only years after that, I saw Blue Sh- Blue Sunshine and Just Before Dawn. Um, and have yet to actually see his most popular film, which is the movie Remote Control with yeah. Matt Dillon. And uh, I never, I should look it up. But anyway, I, well, I generally like really enjoy his work. I think he's a very underrated um, filmmaker. And yeah, I, I, I actually haven't seen any of his other work. Favorite of his films. Oh, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I like Squirm a lot too. But I, I don't. I think I saw Squirm a long time ago. But I don't remember it, it having the same feel as this. Um, and I will no, say, no, like, no, the, certainly the kid who plays the the lead. You know, kid in this Dougie. Dougie, um, <laughs> the performance there is is hard to get through. I mean, he's the the kids. It's kind of like some of the other movies we've talked about, where you can't tell if this kid's really screwed up and that's part of the character, or if he's just a really bad actor, or a combination of the two. Yeah, I actually think like or bad writing. I don't know. He he had moments of being. Not the greatest actor, maybe, but he also has moments where it totally works. I mean, I think he's just kind of a weird kid, you know, the way he's like kind of dotes on his older sister. You kind of get the the impression he's certainly an outcast, if not a bit on, on the spectrum, you know. Mm-hmm. What I'm um, so certainly that would explain his obsession with the video game and kind of trying to live inside of it. And um, Which, I think that's. And it, That's an inter- interesting part of the whole thing is how detached from all the violence and stuff he is and, and because of the, the video game, kind of. Um, I, I'm certain that's a, a meant to be a little bit of commentary on the way that the youth that grew up on games and such has... Uh, yeah, yeah, but even... even reacts I, to violence. I did find it funny that even when they show clips of like the video game in the movie, it looks like something that was made on... like. A flash program for YouTube or something like I, that. It's fairly certain it was <laughs> really, really <laughs> thrown together there. But it's, um, yeah, there, there's, it's, you know, you've got this guy walking around. He's a serial killer, and he's dressed in this creepy mask and this big black suit, cloak, coat thing, and he mm-hmm. never speaks. And yeah, it's really creepy. There are some very effective creepy scenes in this movie that. I think some of the humor comes from discomfort. It's like you know something the other characters don't. There's that dramatic irony yeah. that really makes this very effective. Um, well, yeah, and also that the fact that the the, the mask, the, the devil mask that he's wearing, is this giant like fixed smile, like giant yeah. evil grin, yeah. and kind of Joker like, um, kind of Joker like, because I have to throw in a DC yeah. reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. knew you were gonna get one in here somewhere. But... Yep. <laughs> no, but no, yeah, exactly, kind of Joker-like, and just kind of the way that it it's always just grinning at you like that is uh, mm-hmm. super creepy, and the fact that, you know, we have no idea who's under the mask. Like, right, right. 
you never see it and it's you never see the person and it um I did find it kind of weird, and I think this is just growing up in America, right? Regardless of your religious upbringing, it's kind of strange to see a, you know, well, like a nine-year-old boy walking around obsessed with Satan, and his parents mm. are just like, "Yep, that's Dougie here." <laughs> right, and I, I feel like that was a, a bit of the what I was talking about earlier, like kind of intentionally overplayed because of the video game angle. But right, but yeah, no, it certainly I did. The first time I, I watched it, I thought that as well. Like, whoa, you know, little kid going around talking about how Satan is his hero and he's going to, you know, find Satan and send all these people to hell and we're going to rip their guts out. And, um, But when he's actually confronted with, the, yeah, this what this guy, you know, he's actually killing people, he, he quickly snaps out of it. You know, unlike when yeah, we watched, yep. you know, we talked about Deadly Spawn a few weeks ago. We were talking about how the kid was just kind of like, oh, so mom's getting eaten. Anyway, you know, in this one, no, he actually does respond in a way that's a little more believable to a kid that's, that's seeing, you know, what they thought was fantasy. You kind of see that moment where he snaps into reality. Um, yeah, well, it especially comes with the, at the point when, um, you know, Satan, the, the character, uh, the man in the mask, um, starts to threaten his family, his sister yeah. and his mother, um, and kills his father <laughs> in front of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that it, he, he snaps out of it right away, like, he, you know, he thinks it's all a game, and, um, you know... That Satan's not supposed to harm his family, right? Uh, and this is not a asked him not to. It's not a movie that I would um, uh, recommend to a lot of people. I think you you do need to have a very satirical, dark sense of humor, and and you know, really love horror films to really watch this one. It's not a Halloween movie that it's like, oh yeah. It's it's that spooky time of year. Let's get the kids on the couch and watch a Halloween movie. Not this one. Oh yeah, this one's not for the kiddies. No, no way. No. Um, well, I don't. I don't know many of the ones tonight that we'll be talking about that are. But you know, this this one in particular. Um, yeah, it, it's it's. I I do think that it runs a little long. I know you mentioned that about Halloween three. This one runs in at about a hundred minutes, and yeah. I, I think it could have been shortened up a little bit. I mean, it's it kind of. One of the things, one of my critiques of it is that it does kind of play the same gag, the same, you know, it's very effective when it's, you know, building up tension and nervousness, but it does that kind of the whole movie over and over and over again in different settings. So it does lose some of that effectiveness towards the end uh, because I think it just kind of, it plays the same gag a little too much, in my opinion. Yeah, I I can see where you're, where you're coming from with that. I do think that they throw enough, like different situations together that it doesn't ever it doesn't ever take like the threat away from it which keeps it interesting yeah um they do towards the end try to i think i think try to deal with the exactly what you're the the effect that you're feeling they have him you know change his costume (laughs) at one point and then and then effectively keep changing until the you know the ending where he is in a third get up so right um and it does end on a nice cliffhanger i did like that yeah. i did like that. yeah i know the ending's great so it's um i don't know i i don't feel like it's always hard for me to tell because i never ever since you know having children it's been hard for me to sit down and watch a movie like all the way through mm-hmm. so this one i watched in a couple parts and so it is hard for me unless i do sit down and watch something all the way through for me to really assess whether it was 
I never felt like it was dragging. This one to me is just so damn funny and creepy and I don't know, like everything at the same time. It's got a lot of great stuff going on in it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so how would you uh, grade this one if you had to? If I had to give it a grade, I think I would give this one a B, maybe a B minus, but no, I'm going to say a B. Like I said, it's got something unique to it. It's a, it's a unique experience, just kind of like we said to Halloween 3 is. Um, because it is, it's, it's, it's an effectively creepy film that is also really effectively funny, I think, at times. And not just at times, I, I think throughout. Um, you will have, like you said, you will have about a 15-minute period before you get into the story of what this is all about, where you're like, gonna be like what the hell am i watching an after school special about you know yeah kind of gives you the (laughs) right at the very beginning with all the god and satan stuff that it's going to be some kind of a religious after the school special like it's this um oh what do they call those those terrible religious pamphlet comic book oh like the like the the chick tracks yeah 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 the jack Um, chick comics yeah right like it's going to be uh one of those like overplayed like video games are all about the devil and all that you know kind of um, after school special sort of thing. But uh, get get ten minutes into it and um, you'll get a you'll get a, at least a little more adjusted to, to the what the film's all about. And it's I don't know it's pretty great. It's a, it's a really great B movie. Like I agree with you that I would not recommend this to everybody because not everyone's going to be able to watch and enjoy this movie. I don't think. Um, but I do think it's one of those, like, it's kind of one of those, like, we've talked about in the past that, you know, if this is something you can sit down and have a conversation with somebody about, like, they're perhaps somebody you should talk to more about movies. But yeah. um, it's a little bit of a slasher movie, but I don't know. It's it's also got a different vibe because of the fact that... Uh, he really does kind of like this serial killer kind of befriends a child and he just kind of walks around killing people while this yeah. kid cheers along with him. And like, um, it really, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I find it, I found it to be a hilarious movie overall. I, I, and, uh, I, there, there's some stuff that doesn't work for me. I didn't love the whole party <laughs> Halloween party scene in it. Um, and I, it's stupid to start talking about the believability of things, but um, I didn't really buy the whole wrap the mom up in plastic and <coughs> put tape over her nose thing as a way of killing her. Like, but anyway, yeah, it. There were um, there are some scenes that work a little better than others. I think yeah, overall, I sure. give this a C, a good solid C. Uh, it's effective for what it is, but. It, um, you know, it's funny because you, you mentioned you watched it kind of in, in chunks. And I did the same thing. And actually, the first time I watched it, I did the same thing. And it, it's because it just it didn't hold my interest as much as I wanted it to. But it did in parts. So I would, there'd be a part that would really pull me in and I'd really like it and I'd be engaged. And then it kind of dragged for a few and, and I'd get distracted. And I think it might have been actually just the, the script for the kid, some of the some of the dialogue is just really hard to sit through. But it it overall, I mean, it is it it is kind of a fun Halloween movie. It definitely has that feel of Halloween. You know, one of the creepy things about you know 
going out on Halloween and, and people are in some really elaborate full body costumes and you don't know who you're talking to and you know that kind of creepy yeah. feeling is is definitely effective here. It's so actually it, kind of the thing one of the things that's the creepiest about big rubber masks like that is you really can't tell who's behind them. Right. I mean there's no way to tell if someone's got them, you know, a costume on and one of those rubber masks. Uh, so it's always something I find a little creepy about um yeah. about those type of Halloween costumes and this just definitely exploits that. That that's basically if the movie is I mean if you I think it's a valid criticism that maybe it is a bit of a one trick pony and that's that's its trick. Yeah. Um I do think they 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 do write their way out of that throughout the script and uh it makes it work. It, it draw, draws it to a close the the end of it's pretty creepy as well. Um Yeah, the it yeah. does have a very good ending. It has a great kind of here's it, it's if it kind of like uh, you know Halloween three, this one is a bit of a of a Halloween parable. It's a standalone yep. story. In fact, I could see this or something like this potentially being a Halloween movie. Like if they would have continued the franchise, this could have been a, a type of story they could have told potentially. Yeah, uh, something along those lines. Yep. Yeah, but and one thing. Um, I, I will also say that I did like about this too is how a lot of the, the murders that the serial killer does in this are kind of not right away noticed by people because it's Halloween. Oh yeah, and, he keeps putting them into like decorative displays and... Yeah, and people yeah. walk by and they don't think anything of it. Um, no, in fact, there's a one scene where he's, you know, posing a body on a porch and... Um, a mother and daughter come and take and like, oh, can we take a picture? That looks so cool. It looks so real. And they're taking pictures of it, and he's posing hilariously. I don't know who the actor was that played <laughs> the, the yeah. Satan in it, but he's <laughs> the ability to act and and I don't know, crack me up the whole time from behind that rubber mask is pretty yeah. fantastic. I don't know, he yeah. did a good job with it. But I, you know, that's actually something that uh, is present also in our in our third halloween movie that we're going to talk about you know this idea of stuff's happening and nobody seems to notice because it's halloween that's actually a major theme in uh, or a reoccurring theme in the last movie that we're going to talk about so the third movie that we're going to talk about tonight uh is one that you know i know on on the video junkyard podcast we try to talk about movies that people have kind of forgotten or may have overlooked and i think we're breaking a rule a little bit here because this next one is one that actually has grown quite the following uh, it has become very mm-hmm. popular, but it it's just too good to pass up. And this is the 2007 uh, anthology horror film by Michael Doherty, Trick or Treat. This is the one night. So don't forget your costume. All sorts of things. Roam free. School bus massacre. Be quiet. Why? You'll bother the neighbors. Okay. There's another tradition. Mm. Oh. 
always check your candy. This was one that I didn't see right away. Like it was out on video or mm-hmm. something. Um, and possibly you recommended to, I don't remember. I got a recommendation. It was kind of like one of those things like, okay, yeah, I'll get around to that at some point. And once I did finally sit down and watch it, I love this movie. Instant favorite. This is the, I mean, I think we picked three pretty solid, like, yeah. good Halloween movies, but to me, this is the quintessential Halloween movie. Yes, even more so than Halloween, and yes, even more so than, you know, the two other films that we talked about this evening. Yeah. This is kind of like the, it's got like the pleasure and the aesthetic and like all of the kind of feeling of a, that a Christmas movie has about Christmas, about Halloween. Yeah. Like it's, it's that much of an, I just can't think of another movie that has that kind of love for the holiday and everything that it entails and kind of packs it into one movie. Well, and, and still yeah. is, is a very effective and entertaining film as well. And, you know, of course, you know, Michael Doherty's also followed this up with another holiday horror film, which yes. was Krampus, um, which I really hope he continues on a trend of doing these kind of horror comedy holiday movies. But this one actually, so you know, this was originally supposed to get a wide theatrical release. Yeah, but I know there was some. It was delayed for year after year, and just small public screenings. The first time I saw this was at Terror in the Isles Two in Chicago, where oh, nice. yeah. Michael Doherty was there, and he actually introduced the film. So I got to see it in a theater with a bunch of horror geeks and I mean, blew the roof off the place. This was so good. It's got a great cast with um, Anna Paquin, Brian Cox, Dylan Baker. It's really, really, really great. And you've got these four Halloween related stories uh, that all have this one common element, which is this little character who's kind of, you never hear his name in it, but his, he's called Sam kind of a playoff of Sam Hain or Samhain. Uh, and he's, yes. he's just like little kid trick-or-treater. He's got this like shabby orange uh, pajama knapsack thing, and he's got a burlap sack over his head. And he's the one that's kind of seen in every one of these stories. And all of the stories, also, if you watch it a few times, you'll see that they all interweave with people passing by each other. I um, love that type of anthology yeah. film. And I know it's been it's not only this movie that it's been done in, but it's it's rare. But the way they kind of... All of the stories kind of happen and intermingle with each other at points, and it just kind of you know follows one character, but then you'll you'll have your characters from other stories appear here and there throughout. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 it's a great way to do an anthology film, and um, and the stories too all touch on kind of these, and the movie sets it up right. It's their MacGuffin, but it sets up these rules of Halloween, right? And each one of them 
is like here's a, a warning about this. Like one of my favorites is, is one right off the beginning is the you don't blow out the candles on your jack o' lanterns. You let them burn all night, right? Or you let them burn until they just go out on their own. And it shows you know that the horror of what happens if you don't. And that's kind of the thing that the Sam character is doing is you get the idea that he's kind of promoting the enforcement of the rules right yeah he's kind of like the spirit of halloween. he's the spirit of halloween yeah and he's you know serves the same purpose to all of these bah humbugs of the ghosts and the christmas carols you know yeah he really does like you know you should you know but it brings in aspects of halloween parties and halloween mm-hmm. legends and uh yeah, definitely. It's got a little bit of everything, doesn't it? It's it, got ghosts, it's got werewolves, it's got vampires, it's got, uh-huh. um, I mean, zombies. Slasher. It's got zombies in it. Yeah, zombies. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it really does have it. And I, I, I'll even say that of all of the three movies that we've talked about tonight, um, I did show this to my eight-year-old daughter the other night. Oh, cool! Yeah, and she absolutely loved it. Uh, she didn't get scared by it at all because it's really not that scary. The the horror in it, I mean, it does have some some it's, gore. It's generally pretty playful, though. It, it, like, it yeah, is. There, I would say the scariest thing in the movie is the um, the ghost story in it about the bus massacre and the kids. Yeah, um, that's probably the the most actually like scary thing in it. Right. Um, but even that, I think, is done with a certain amount of playfulness. It's not, you know. And uh, and before anybody calls DCFS on me, no, there were times when I told her to close her eyes. Okay, so, <laughs> but no, there, yeah, it, it certainly has some violence in it, but no, I don't think there's anything like you. I mean, you know your daughter. Like if if you if that stuff was going to mortify her and you know make it so she didn't sleep for two weeks, I'm sure you wouldn't have shown it to her. But well, I mean, I maybe tried. I, I've accidentally <laughs> I've accidentally done that. I I did show her Paranormal Activity this summer and um, ooh. Yeah, that, those are some interesting. I mean, that's not nights. really one that I care for, but I can see where that might be really terrifying yeah. to somebody that age. And I kind of wanted to show her the sequels because the sequels totally ruined that movie. But yeah. but <laughs> you know, I, I let. I it didn't just really go. care for the first one that much, so I never saw the sequels. Yeah. But but the, speaking of sequels, this one was supposed to have a sequel. Uh, there was supposed to yeah. be a sequel for for Trick or Treat, and and they've done it as a comic book series, I believe. Yes. Am I, there's a couple of graphic novels. I think it came out as graphic novels, not a series. But um, I think the second one just came out too. Like this, so it, it might be an ongoing thing that they're going to keep doing. I don't know. But yeah, this this is the for me at least. I, I think this is my quintessential. It's become one of my quintessential Halloween movies. I have to watch this every year since I've seen it and since I got it on DVD. I mean, every year. Just... It has to be. It's the only movie I can think of outside of the family genre. So you're, you know, your Hocus Pocus and your yeah. um, things like that. Charlie, um, Charlie Brown and all that. Yeah, it's the only, like, movie I can think of, you know, in the R-rated kind of horror spectrum that, that really does have this much of the celebration of, of Halloween and yeah. what it is as a holiday culturally in, in America, modern day. Um, and just kind of all of the different things that... Uh, all of the different horror icons or you know staples are are included somehow, and it's just kind of geniusly woven together. And it all it all, I think if you kind of pitch it to somebody, it kind of sounds a bit silly. Like, oh, it's this Halloween movie, and it's got all these it's an anthology, but it takes a place in a small town, and all the things are interweaved. And then, yeah, there's uh, you know vampires and werewolves and zombies and ghosts and this little you know <laughs> Sam, this little kid yeah. thing creature. <laughs> 
Um, Which also, I think it might sound kind of silly. Like everyone's going to think, well, how does how does that work? How does it all go together? And it actually goes together quite nicely. It like, really uh, does. And if you get the the DVD, one of the bonus features that's on it is a short animated film that yeah. preceded this. Um, that's with Sam trick or treating, and mm-hmm. it's it's very very good. It's really well animated. I, I think Michael Doherty also did that too. It kind of was yeah. the uh, the 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 kernel that this eventually you know grew into grew, grew from, um, it's uh, that's also really kind of a fun one too. Uh, so yeah, I would agree. I, in fact, I'm wondering for you is what is it, of all of the three movies that we've talked about, and plus you know we, we keep alluding to movies like Halloween and you mentioned Hocus Pocus. What is your go to? This is the movie if you're going to watch only one movie for Halloween. Which one is it? Is this it, or do you have another one? Oh gosh, um, it's either this or Halloween. I mm-hmm. would say, which I did not watch the original Halloween this year. I saw the new one, but yeah, no, this is like instantly. Like I said, like I saw it one time, and I was like, yeah, this is this is my Halloween movie. This is the Halloween movie. I don't know if anyone else, anyone who's seen this film has a choice. You know, there's not anything. I don't know. There's not anything so celebratory of halloween and what it you know the spirit of the holiday as as this this movie is mm. and i think that's that's how I, I said it a little bit earlier but that's how i've always thought about it it's like a christmas movie for halloween yeah but yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's a wonderful halloween it's kind of like it's a wonderful life but you know for yeah. halloween um there are plenty of great movies that kind of invoke the spirit of halloween um that you can watch both family films and and just horror films in general, but there's none about Halloween quite as effective as this movie. I mean, I was going to say uh, The Worst Witch, you know, with, with Tim Curry. That's probably, you know, the quintessential <laughs> Halloween I, movie. I'm aware of what you're talking about. I have not seen The Worst Witch, but yes. Uh. Actually, I, I tried watching it just because I saw it was available on something last year, and I think I got like 10 minutes into it. I'm like, nope. nope. Though I did have to watch the scene with Tim Curry dancing around with the weird neon lights because it's just so fucking ridiculous. Um, but no, I, I would say this is, yeah, this is my go-to Halloween movie. If I if I can only watch one movie on Halloween, it's got to be this one because it, it, it packs everything in there. Um the werewolf scene, being big werewolf fan that I am, the werewolf scene in this had me just giddy like a child in the theater. Oh, I, I love the werewolf it. scene. I actually love the creatures. So um, there's, it, it's fairly simple. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of making of on it, but I believe it's done with pretty much puppetry and masks. Um, Very little visual effects. But, there's a few scenes where you can tell they do a little bit of face morphing, but. Not very much, and and really, yeah, they they don't show full body werewolves in here, which is a great thing about yeah. a lot of werewolf movies. Is it you don't have it to. It reminded me a lot of what they did in Dog Soldiers, honestly. Like yeah. the, I mean, not, the the creatures are different looking, different looking werewolves, but a similar style of effects, uh, similar style of transformation, which I just don't really do a whole lot with it. They, I guess, in Trick or Treat, they do, like you said, do a little bit of a face morph on one character, and that's. Mm-hmm. Really, all you get, I think, transformation wise. But I don't know. It's it's a movie that deals with such kind of like 
pre-understood horror mythology that, I don't know, it doesn't need to explain that werewolves are people that transform into wolves. I mean, it's we all know that. Like yeah. We're watching, <laughs> you're watching this movie, you already know what's going on. The second you see a bit of fur popping out of these, you know... <laughs> people's clothing you know exactly what's going on well so, and i would um, i would also say that you know this is a movie you do need to watch more than once and if you've never seen it and you like these kind of films and you watch it once you'll want to watch it a second time so i won't oh, yeah. i don't have to sell you on that too much but the best thing about watching it the second time is you catch all the jokes you missed the first time there's a <laughs> lot of references especially with the werewolf stuff um, but there's a lot of yes. little gags and little comments that are made that, that have a whole new meaning once you've seen the entire film, and it really adds to the pleasure yep. of it. And that's really a good statement, I think, about a movie that you can watch more than once. You can watch it three times, four times, and you still catch things you never noticed before. It's really ingenious writing. It's really ingenious I mean, filmmaking. This, this is a staple movie. This is an every year, once a year movie. Mm-hmm. For sure, and in my home, you know, and and when my you know when my kids are old enough, I feel like they can watch this. I will surely show them this movie. This will be an early adult horror film that they yeah. can see. I think, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My daughter had an easier time watching this than she did Army of Darkness, and I still don't know how to interpret that. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, this... was she just bored by Army of Darkness? Actually, actually she was. She got it? bored during Army of yeah. Darkness, which I was like, really, it's hilarious. But this... I've shown it to people that are like, oh, what the hell's this? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but but yeah, movies. this one, and you know that I know that in uh, for uh, for Fearnet, uh, Doherty did create a short promotional easter trailer for fearnet and they did a 24-hour marathon of trick-or-treat for halloween 2011 and Mm -hmm. uh, he he has said comments about doing a sequel but then he got caught up doing you know godzilla stuff and yeah yeah just in october of last year he said that they are he is hoping that it would get made but yeah we'll we'll see I think that's how he ended it too. Is we'll we'll see, and I, I would really love to see more of this kind of stuff from him. But then again, uh, if this is it, I'm okay with that too. Yeah, you know, if, I think more of this. I would love to see more of this kind of stuff. I'm not sure I really want to see a sequel to this movie, and I know it wouldn't technically be a sequel because it's an anthology, but like something with a little bit different flavor, even if it's Halloween oriented, like. Um, would be cool, but trying to emulate this exact yeah. model again, I feel like could only be disappointing. Hopefully, I'm wrong, and maybe it would be great. But um, I'll have to pick up the graphic novels too. I just found out those existed the other day, actually, two days yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, I, I haven't um, seen them, but I know of them. Yeah, yeah. So I've checked that out because I, you know, this is a film I love. Um, this one more so than the others. I think the others we were we were looking for. Um, forgotten gems or things that kind of fly under people's radar. And I think both um, Halloween 3 and Satan Little, Satan's Little Helper, I, in my mind, are both um, certainly ones that are worth checking out, definitely ones that have flown under a lot of people's radar, or um, in the case of Halloween 3, maybe you skipped over it because you thought it you know, didn't matter to your series watch-through, which probably it, it doesn't, but it's definitely worth checking out. And But um, this one's a little different. Yeah. Because it yeah. it's really uh, one of the great holiday movies. I won't even say Halloween. Like if you could put it up there with any other holiday themed film, and it's uh, 
it stands with them. Like yep. it's uh, it's really a fantastic movie that whoever you know, obviously Michael Doherty wrote it um, and directed. So obviously this man loves Halloween like no other. <laughs> Um, so do we have? Do we? I mean, it's pretty obvious. I think we did grades on this, right? I mean, this is this is an A film. <laughs> yeah, this is an A plus film for me. Yeah, A or A plus. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. It's one of those that, I, and I'm not sure where it would fall like on my all time favorite list, but it's certainly my favorite Halloween film. Um, it at least ties with Halloween itself. Um. Yeah, I would say Halloween itself would definitely go higher on my all-time favorite films, but when it comes to Halloween movies, this is certainly a strong contender for beating it. Yeah, I would say uh, over the last five or six years, uh, th- this has made it to my must-watch at every Halloween, along with the uh, David F. Pumpkins Saturday Night Live skits. You have to watch those too, just because. Oh yes. what the fuck are those? But yeah, <laughs> so I, I would. Yeah, I, I think. Um, yeah, I agree. I think we picked some good ones for this week uh, for Halloween. I think we, we've kind of hopefully brought you guys some stuff that you've never seen before or maybe have heard about and never thought it was really worth your time like Halloween 3. Yeah, give it a shot. You know, as far as Satan's Little Helper, or if you're feeling up to it, it's it's a little strange too, but it's a fun one. But if you're just like, <laughs> I just want to see a good Halloween movie to track down Trick or Treat, you've got to see it. It's fantastic. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, and you're a person that gets any sort of joy out of ho- this season, like Halloween and, and every, you know, the spirit of the season, we'll call it. Sounds like we're talking about Christmas, but, um, you know, this is our holiday, right? Right. Um, but, yeah, if you're a person that gets into Halloween at all, and you haven't seen Trick or Treat, definitely track it down immediately. And it's Trick, apostrophe R, Treat. Um, don't track down, well, okay, I mean... Maybe for different reasons, but don't get it confused with the '80s film Trick or Treat, is that which the one is G- the one that yeah that you alluded yeah. to earlier, the kind of heavy metal horror film um, that it doesn't. It's got cameos by Ozzy and Gene Simmons and yeah. uh, heavy metal stars of the era, but um, that could be that could be looked at for a totally different reason. It's it's amusing uh, in its own right, but this. Uh, Trick or Treat's an honestly good movie, and don't get it confused with that one. Yeah. So what do we have coming down the pipeline soon? Well, um, in the next couple weeks, we have... I think our next couple, our next series is going to be a two-part episode um, on a couple of Quentin Tarantino movies, I think. And uh, we decided to do two movies of his that he wrote but did not direct. So right. anyone who's familiar with his filmography we'll probably know which two i'm alluding to yep yeah um after that we're gonna look at speaking of um all things halloween we are going to look at kind of the history of vampires and werewolves and especially in films that feature both of them kind of a vampire versus werewolves special and we decided with this uh show to not necessarily focus on specific movies but kind of talk about you know, the um, theme itself, yeah. The theme, exactly. Yeah, where did that idea originate? Uh, you know, this one's actually going to be a little bit more research-oriented, for lack of a better phrase. You know, I think we're, we're, we're going to look into a little bit of, of the, the literature history, the film history, um, 
beyond believe it or not folks there's this the those types of stories go back further than the underworld films so uh you know we're gonna believe be, it or not believe yeah. it or not uh so we're gonna be be talking about that i mean vampires and werewolves of course we've talked about them on the show before and they're they're two kind of sub horror genres that we're both really quite fond of but isn't it strange that there's this hatred between these two mythical monsters and we don't really where does that come from you know what does that start with so a little bit of research i've been doing on it already is really really interesting so you want to make sure that you uh you check in on that one for that discussion and of course as usual please get involved in the discussions i'd like to know did we did we leave out any really quintessential halloween films that you were hoping we'd talk about let's get talking about them anyways on social media you can find us on facebook of course um, what is your favorite Halloween movie? I, if we if it wasn't one of these three, like just let us know. I, I'd love to love to hear because there's so many good ones out there that we didn't talk about on this episode. Absolutely. So so yeah, we got plenty of cool things uh, coming up here as we uh, close out 2018, and uh, we'll also have plenty of things coming after the first of the year too. Um, after the holidays, we're, we're already talking about planning some fun holiday stuff. Holidays meaning like Christmas all that yes. type of holiday stuff uh but yeah by the way i forgot to mention at the top of the episode this halloween this is a, a wonder wonderful momentous occasion all by itself being the halloween special but it also happens to be the 20th episode of Ooh. the video junkyard podcast so we've actually gotten through 20 of these things at this point um, and in the next so that's, episode, that's amazing to me. Like I can't believe it seems like we're you know we just started this and now we got 20 episodes under our belt and the yeah, hopefully uh, you out there are enjoying it as much as we are because I know I'm having a blast and I feel like it's just been getting to be more and more interesting. So. Yeah, and the next episode we'll legally be able to drink. So there you go. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Won't have to pretend I'm not drinking the whole time that I'm right. on there. No, never, <laughs> never. So, but I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in and and uh, hopefully you're all having a great Halloween or had a great Halloween depending on when you listen to the episode. Um, and I uh, hope you got lots of candy, but make sure, of course, that you check it first. Leave those jack-o'-lanterns burning all night. Remember the rules of Halloween. Unless you want yes. to meet Sam, which would be kind of cool. Um, you know. <laughs> well, I, I have an action figure of him, by the way. Oh, um, cool. <laughs> in my, it's uh, sitting on my bookshelf right behind me right now. So he's uh, always keeping an eye on me, making sure I am following and abiding by the rules of Halloween. <laughs> Even when it's not Halloween. So <laughs> Yes. But... Well, I'm going to thank February 17th. He's on my case, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So, once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Video Junkyard podcast. This is Joe Peterson. And this is Eric O'Branson. Thanks. Time kids, the clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon and remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it, and don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking, it's almost time.
Thank you.